Hello and welcome to another edition of Daf Shvui. Weekly Daf. Give me 45 minutes or so and I'll give you a Daf or so. This week was the day that the occupation started, Yom Yerushalayim, celebrated as every year by displays of fascism and extreme nationalism. And this year, in addition, a bunch of Israeli politicians walked around the old city of Jerusalem with uh, tinder in their hands looking for a fire. So that's where we are. As we speak today, there have been reports of casualties on both sides. Nine Palestinian children were killed in Gaza. Three Israelis, according to the last report, were killed. Direct hit on a house by Hamas missiles in areas. So I'm holding all those who suffer and Hopefully, someday, they will teach war no more. So here we are on Daf Samach Dalet Amun Aleph 64a. We're at the Mishnah, which is about, I'd guess, 10 lines down from the top in the layout that was first popularized by the widow and brothers Ram in Vilna. Lo, these 150 years ago. So we are continuing the discussion of Umka Varuma. This is the Mishnah that talks about uh, when you sell a house. When you sell a house, you don't sell that which is underneath it nor that which is on top of it. And we actually talked about the fact that this Mishnah in a lot that this Mishnah is not here in a lot of the manuscripts and some of the Rishonim, uh, but it is here in the uh, Widow and Brothers Ram printed edition. So therefore, we're going to start with that Mishnah. Loa Tabor Loa Tadot. Neither cistern nor now dot or chadut actually, which is well, the manuscripts have chadut. It's something between a a a, a basement or an underground reservoir or or closet. And the the first question of the Gemara is going to be what's the difference between a bore, a cistern, and a dot, an underground kind of reservoir, and, and we'll see that in a minute. And so it's not us only who are puzzled about the difference, but actually the Gemara is puzzled about it. Ravina and Ravashi, two of the Babylonian Amoraim, are puzzled about it also. Lo etabor v'lo etadot, afopishikatav lo umkavruma. So when you sell the house, with the house does not come the cistern or the underground reservoir, even though you wrote into the contract umkavruma, the depth of the subterranean, the underground, and the heights. And also, if the owner, if the owner of the house who sold it but didn't sell the bore, he has to buy back from the buyer a path to his bore, to his cistern. According to and the say he does not have to buy a path, but rather he was selling the, the house, but not selling the cistern. So he gets, he owns a path to the cistern. And that's going to be this dispute between Rabbi Akiva and the sages is going to be the focus of the Gemara. And Rabbi Akiva admits that at the time, that in a time when he says, here I'm selling the house, except for the cistern and the underground reservoir. In that case, when he says, except for these, that he does not have to buy a path, but the path is included in the sale. 
Mecharan la'acher. Rabbi Kiva Mer, If he sold, he didn't sell the house, but he sold the boar and the the dot, the the cistern and the well, the other underground reservoir, to another person, then that person does not have to buy a path for the. But it's included. It's assumed that he has a path to the cistern. And say, you say no. In that case, he does have to buy the path to the cistern. Okay, so that's, so it seems prima facie, a priori, at first glance, that uh, Rabbi Kiva and the sages are flipping their positions, and the Gemara will explain to us why that's not true. But first, we have an interesting uh, opening. Yativ Ravina v'kakashale hainu bar v'hainu dot. Ravina sat and was studying, and he asked the question, What's the difference between a boar and a doat? Or actually, literally, are not boar and doat the same thing? The cistern and the underground reservoir, are they not the same thing? So Rabba Tosfa answered to Ravina Tashma. Come in here. Titania, we have a brighter. Chadabor bechadadot bakarka. Elashabor bechafira bechadot bebinyan. So, Ravina says that there is a brighter which tells us that the boat and the dot or the chadut are in both in the ground. The difference is that the bore, the cistern, is just dug in and the chadut is, is built into the ground. So built into the ground, uh, what that means, at least according to the Rashbam, is that the ground that it's built into is softer more crumbly, that's the technical term, um, and therefore it's looser dirt, so therefore you have to build up the insides. You have to put bricks around the insides, you have to put plaster around the insides, and that's what makes it into a chadut as opposed to a bore, which is just built into the ground, and the, the dirt is already, the ground is already solid enough that you don't need to build it up from the inside. Okay, but now, you have to Ravashi Vukakashile. Now, Ravashi, who is Ravina's quote-unquote, partner. They're both at the same time. They're Sometimes they are quoted together and talking to each other. So Ravashi sat and he asked the question, Hainu bor, hainu dot, are they not the same thing? Are not bor and dot just synonyms? Amalei Markshisha Bredra of Chista Ravashi, Shisha, the son of Rav Chista, said to Ravashi, Tashma. Come in here, the Tanya same exact question, same exact answer. The boar and the dot are both dug into the ground, but the boar is just dug and the dot is actually built and reinforced from the inside. So this is an interesting thing. It could be, oftentimes, this would be Ika Amri that you have another opinion, Yeshamrim, or you have a, another way of saying that there's another uh, version of the same tradition, but it seems that it's one tradition... Uh, that was passed down in two in the names of two different sets of Amoraim, explaining that the difference between the door, the the dut, and the chadut, and the bor, is that the bor is just dug into the ground straight up, the ground being hard enough to 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 retain the water, and the chadut being uh, dug into the ground and then built in from the inside in order to retain water. Okay, but directly kachlo derach. Um, now moving to the decision, Rabbi Akiva says it, that when one sells uh, the house and retains the cistern, that he has to buy a path to the cistern. And the sages said he doesn't have to buy a path. In other words, that the path is included. 
my why labaha kami palge is are we not actually involved in the following debate? The Rabbi Akiva generally holds that one who sells land or a house sells anything sells generously, meaning sells everything. So therefore, if I sell you my house, I'm selling you everything and uh, I'm selling you all the land. Even if I keep the cistern, you get all the land around the cistern. We had this before in the third chapter uh, talking about if somebody sells a field but keeps trees, right? So what does that mean? Does he keep the land around the trees? Does he have to just the tree itself and not the land? How can that be? So here Rabbi Akiva says that, that a, a, a seller sells generously, sells everything. So therefore, if the seller who retains the, the cistern wants to be able to get the cistern, he has to buy a path to the cistern. Rabbanan sabri mocher, buyin ra mocher. And the, uh, rabbi, the sages say that the seller sells actually only uh, narrowly, literally with a, with a bad eye, meaning uh, that he's not selling everything. He's, uh, he's not so generous. And therefore, when I sell you my house, I retain the cistern, but I also retain the path to, to the cistern. This week's podcast is brought to you by Choni the Circle Maker. Is your business in a rut? Are you looking for an angle? Want a way to pull in some extra bucks? Well, you've come to the right place. Choni is a real rainmaker. No, seriously, he'll make it rain like you've never seen. I'm talking raining buckets, big buckets, pouring, flooding. Come to Choni if you want to hire someone who's going to really make it rain. Choni at www.notametaphor.com. Really, not a metaphor. And also, the Stam tells us that in addition, anytime in general, when Rabbi Akiva says and holds that a seller sells generously, means sells everything, that is from this Mishnah. This is the source of understanding that that is Rabbi Akiva's theory. So even though Rabbi, it doesn't say specifically in the Mishnah that Rabbi Akiva says, but this is the source of that principle that Rabbi Akiva holds by every place. How do we know that? So Rabbi Akiva, maybe Rabbi Akiva holds that actually this is not about this. There's a totally different dispute here. The dispute here is that Rabbi Akiva holds that a person does not want to pay money, meaning the, the, the buyer does not want to pay money and then have other people trample all over his land. So therefore, if you retain the cistern, I don't want you trampling all over my land to get to your cistern. So you have to buy back the path to the land. And uh, the rabbis say that a person does not want to take money um, and then have to fly in the air, right? In other words, that the seller does not want to take his money, a payment for the house, and have to fly in the air. That is not have a path to walk to the board that he reserved for himself. Right? The person does not want to take money, meaning the seller does not want to take money, and then retaining the cistern, have to fly in the, in the air to get to the cistern. So in other words, that couldn't have been his intention. That he just doesn't want to do it. People don't want to fly in the air generally unless they're in some kind of a flying vehicle. Um, so therefore, uh, that's why the sages say that he do, that it's assumed that he's going to get a path to his sister. Let me say, 
in the end of the Mishnah, it says if they sold them to somebody else, meaning the cistern or the reservoir, Rabbi Akiva says that he doesn't have to buy a path to them. It is included in the price. And the sages say that he does have to buy a path. So how do we understand that there? Dilma Baha'i Plige. Perhaps this is what the argument is about. Rabbi Akiva says that we are following the intent of the buyer. And the sages say that we are following the intent of the seller. So if we follow the intent of the buyer, the buyer buys the land. It doesn't want somebody else trampling all over his land to get to his cistern. And the seller says, uh, according to the sages, the seller says that, uh, you know, he's selling the land. But he, in retaining the cistern, he obviously wants to have a way to get to the cistern. So it's not actually about ayin yafen, ayin ra. It's not actually about whether you're, 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 when you sell it, you're selling it in a generous fashion or in a very narrow fashion. Well, rather from here, from the next Mishnah, that the next Mishnah, or not the next Mishnah, a little further on in the series of Mishnayot of what you don't sell when you sell something. In other words, here, when you, what you don't sell when you sell a field. That will be the source of Rabbi Akiva's selling generously, selling everything. Lo etabor, v'lo etagad, v'lo etashovach, ben charevin, ben yishuvin, v'tzarich likach lo derech. Tiber Rabbi Akiva, chachamim omrim, ain't tzarich. So when you sell a field, you don't sell the cistern, you don't sell the press, you don't sell the nest, whether it is empty or it has birds in it. And you have to uh, take a, you have to buy a path to the things that you've retained. That's Rabbi Akiva. And sages say, you don't have to, that it's assumed that if you're not going to sell the cistern and you're going to retain the cistern, then you're going to get a path to it, etc. along all the other things. Hatu Lamali. So why does it have to say it again? We already said, it's already implied in our Mishnah that you go according to dat mocher, you go according to the dat koneh, that you go according to the intent of the seller or the intent of the buyer. So we already understood all this. Why does it have to repeat it in the next Mishnah? El alav, hakamash melan, but rat, no. This is what it comes to teach us there. Rabbi Akiva savar mocher ba'ayin yafem mocher, that Rabbi Akiva says that the one, that the seller sells generously. In other words, sells everything. So therefore, the seller has to buy back a pathway to the cistern, etc., and the sages say that the seller sells with a, 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 a narrow eye. In other words, he sells not everything, and therefore he retains not only the cistern, but he retains the path to the cistern. So why don't we just, so, so why do we have to have it there if that's actually ultimately the principle? So why don't we just, use our mission, which talks about when you sell the house, you don't sell the cistern. And then we'd understand if you sell a field, you don't sell the cistern. No. We need both of them. If you sell a house, we understand that it's because you don't want somebody trampling into your house because you keep stuff in your house. Because the modesty here means either your privacy, either your own personal privacy. You don't want somebody trampling through your house to get to their, their cistern. Or you don't want somebody trampling through your house to be able to see all the stuff you have in your house that you're keeping that's not it's none of their business. But in a field that it's, uh, you know, it's wide open anyway, so you don't care if somebody tramples on, on your field. 
And on the other hand, if we would only have the Mishnah which taught us field, we wouldn't learn from field an implication to house because trampling on a field is actually bad for the for the field. Davsha, like trampling on it is bad for the field. Avobayit emalo. But in a house, trampling on it is not bad for the house. So we'd say that actually in a house, it's a totally different situation. So we couldn't learn one from the other. Ela me seifa mecharan la'acher Rabbi Akiva Omer eino tzirich likach l'derech v'chachamim omrim tzirich. But rather from the end of our Mishnah, when it says you sell it to somebody else, Rabbi Akiva says he doesn't have to buy a path. And sages say he does have to buy a path. Hot to lamali. I know hach. Why does it have to repeat that? It's the same thing. Why? Because, as Rabbi Gershom explains, what's going on here is that Rabbi Akiva is um, just following his consistent logic, saying that it is following the, the, the logic of the seller or the logic of the buyer. Rabbi Akiva is following the logic of the seller. LMA Seifa, rather from the end of our Mishnah, he sells it to a third party, he sells the cistern or the, the reservoir. Rabbi Kiva says he does not have to buy back a path. You have to. Why does in that case, how is that any different than the later Mishnah of, of, of in the field? It's the same thing. So rather, no. That teaches us Rabbi Akiva that Rabbi Akiva holds that one who sells sells with a generous sells generously means sells everything. And the sages say that the one who sells sells narrowly and retains the land that he needs to get to his sister in Shmamina. That's what we learned from the second part of our Mishnah, and that brings us to the end of our daf. So here we have, again, continuing this language, continuing this understanding of what it means, what is included in a sale, um, what are the assumptions of a sale, what's included in a house, what's included in a field, also the notion of what, what are the intentions of the seller, what are the intentions of the buyer, and we will continue with that next week. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you want to, you can go to the podcast page and rate the podcast. That would bring me so much joy and also apparently helps other people find the podcast. My name is Aryeh Cohen. You can follow me on Twitter at Irmiklat, I-R-M-I-K-L-A-T. Thanks as always to my wonderful producer, Ellie Unger Sargon. Check out his podcast, Four Cubits, with Jeff Helmreich. Thanks, of course, to my amazing Chabruta, Charlotte von Robert and to the communications team here at Dafshui, Shachar Kohen Hodos. If you have any comments, criticisms, witticisms, please send them to me. I'd love to hear from you at thewidowandthebrothers at gmail.com. And let's just end with Shalu Shlom Yerushalayim Yishlayu Ohabayach. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Those who love Jerusalem shall find rest. <laughs>